Hi, before we start the show this week, if you're liking what you hear, could you let us know? Go to the Apple Podcast app and rate and review us. This will go a long way as we try to grow our audience. You can do it while you listen too. Okay, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to On The Rise, a podcast about female college tennis players on the way up. On the Rise serves compelling stories and unique voices in women's college tennis. This is your host, Perry Shinen. In this episode of On the Rise, I will be speaking with James Madison University redshirt junior Daria Afonsieva, who captured 10 wins for the Dukes at number one singles last season. Led by head coach Shelley Jodden and assistant coach Noah Tippin, Daria earned a top 10 Atlantic Region singles ranking and was named first team all CAA in singles and doubles this past spring. Welcome to another episode of On The Rise Podcast. This is your host, Perry, and I'm joined today by Daria Afonsieva from JMU Women's Tennis. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, Perry. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so let's start off by talking about how you got to James Madison. So it was 2017. I was 17 years old, and I, I started to look for schools uh, in the USA because I was playing professionally before coming here. And then... Um, a lot of things happened that stopped me from going pro, and, and uh, my friends and I decided to come to United States to play for college tennis. I've had a lot of different offers from different schools, but one of my close friends at the time, she texted me asking me, hey, are you still looking for a school? Because James Madison, Jamie is looking for have an open scholarship for next fall. At the time, I was talking to University of Arizona, and I almost, I was this close from signing contract with them. But then I changed my mind because going into a new culture, new country, everything was new. And I pretty much, I didn't know anyone except for her. Me and my parents, we actually, we um, took time to decide what I really want. And we decided to go to JMU because I knew her and I thought I would be feel better, like more comfortable around her. But unfortunately, when I signed the contract in May, she told me she's transferring. She was in the transfer portal. And the coach who recruited me, he also left JMU. So I was kind of, I was like, okay, what's next? <laughs> but everything turned out nice. I'm really happy that I'm here. What a shock that must have been for you to be all alone and know no one. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I had really great roommate my first year, and I had really great teammates, and my coach is amazing, so I adjusted really well. <laughs> and could you tell us about that roommate experience? Was that the first time you lived with someone else? Oh, yeah, this is my, it was my very first time just being on campus. Everything was different, but I knew what I was coming into, so yeah, I liked the um, roommate experience and everything. Could you just talk about your team experience and how that has been? Yeah, so first year I was really trying to adjust to this kind of team dynamic and stuff. Because coming out of court, I was still thinking as an individual, like, oh, I'm going to win. Like, this is just me, me, me. But then I changed my mentality and think, no, that's not about me anymore. This is about them. This is about us. This is about the team. Were you worried coming into college about kind of how everything was about your training? And now all of a sudden it's about many girls training. Yeah, well, I was coming to college actually thinking I'm going to still playing like pro tournaments, even though like I, I did play after my freshman year during the summer break, sophomore year, summer break. But 
coming into JMU, I had to focus more on my own like physical conditions, agility stuff, just uh, movements on tennis court. I never actually lifted ever. <laughs> and coming to college, it was probably my first like, I couldn't understand like, why do we lift so much? Like, I don't need to gain any more like weight. I just need to be like in shape. We just need to run more, <laughs> do more cardio stuff. So it was probably like one of the most adjustments that I had to make. I was also terrified of lifting when I got to college. I was so scared because I had never lifted before either. And mm-hmm. I mean, I can't lift more than three pounds still. So <laughs> I don't know what that did yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of the same. It's like, eh, 20 pounds, mm, too much for me. Mm, no thanks. <laughs> 10 is fine. <laughs> no thanks, I'll pass. <laughs> I'm like, the tennis racket is heavy enough for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and so who was your coach growing up? I've had like five or six coaches, but my very first coach, she was she was Russian, of course. And me and my dad, how it all started. So me and my dad were watching uh, Wimbledon 2006 or 2007, I don't remember. And Maria Sharapova was playing, of course, who else? <laughs> so I told my dad, hey, I really like the sport. Should I try? Should I go and try to play the sport? He's like, yeah, of course. He called one of his, I don't know friends or something he, he asked me hey can my daughter come maybe next week start like practicing some like tennis academy or something like that so I went there I spent her only a week or two and that my very first coach she told me you're too good for this group you should go somewhere else <laughs> she recommended me one of her first coaches as well so I went there after her and I practiced with so many uh, players who actually they play pro right now. And it was a great experience, but I was so little. I was like, I couldn't even like hit the ball to the other side of the court. And they could do like everything they could right now. They're like jumping ropes. I couldn't even do that. I, I was looking at them like in a full shock. I was like, I, I turned to my dad and be like, dad, I don't think I can do that. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, but it took it took me a while. Yeah, but I had to again, I had to adjust. So pretty much grown up playing tennis, it's a whole adjustment. <laughs> and how did you learn to gain self-confidence in the sport of tennis? I remember my very first tournament. So let's start from there. I was really terrified of playing my first tournament. I was just, I remember I went there with my dad. I was shaking before coming and playing on that court. I feel I was playing on the first court. I was, everyone was watching so many players, parents. And I told him, I was like, I'm not ready today. And I lost. I lost really easily, like 4-0, 4 or something. And then I, when I finished my match, I came to him and like, I started crying. I was like, hey, I'm sorry I let you down. Like, it didn't go my way today. It's like, oh, that's fine. This is your very first tournament. Like, don't be even, like, don't even, why are you even crying right now? You should be proud of yourself. I was like, mm, I don't think so. But after that, I came to my coach. I told her, hey, I need to practice more because I looked at all those other players who has been winning the whole time. I want to be like them. So me and my parents and my coach decided that I have to practice more and just work on my game. And uh, playing a tournament after another tournament, I just gained confidence. And so the the sport of junior tennis and really junior sports can be very intense and sometimes not Mm -hmm. the best culture. And how was the culture for you growing up in juniors? Well, of course, it was really a lot of competition, you know, rivalry, everything. And I feel like changing and a lot of coaches helped me a lot. I heard from different players. It's better to have one coach, one, two or three. 
because you don't have to adjust that much to their uh, type of coaching, I guess, style of coaching. But I was meeting so many new players, new people, and it helped me a lot adjust to their game, their style, and just their personality as well. Because I have met so many judgmental and just mean people who didn't want anything good for me. <laughs> so I guess, uh, I mean, I don't take anything really uh, personally anymore because I know they were just, I mean, this is a sport. Like, it's always, it's going to be happening. Could you just talk about what you're majoring in and how your academics have been? I'm majoring in sport and recreation management. Uh, and I have two minors, business and educational media. My first year, I was really my major was undecided because I couldn't decide because my first thought was uh, international business. Then I thought maybe I should go in business, not international, some business. But then I thought, no, this is not what I want to do. I don't know anything about that. And then I started thinking more deeply in what, what I actually like, what I want to do in the future. And it brought me to sport and recreation management. Are there a lot of other women doing that major? Um, not really. It's more like 70, 30, like 70% men and uh, male and 30 female, but yeah. <laughs> and how has that program been for you? I really like it. It's really helpful. I, again, I've met a lot of people who could, um, I made connection with and could help me in the future. And it's just really interesting learning about the industry you've been in for your whole life. Just learning new things, learning about new um, other sports you never even heard about because uh, growing up in Russia, we don't have softball, lacrosse, even football. We, I mean, it's not really popular in Russia. We don't play that. <laughs> so learning about that was really interesting. And who were your role models in sport growing up? I always liked Novak Djokovic. And women's, I always liked Maria Sharapova. And I also liked that she, she retired now, but what's her name? She was from China, I believe. Lina? Lina, yeah, that's her. I love her game. Oh. Me too. She is unbelievable. I know. I was so sad when she retired. I was like, no, my third player. <laughs> me too. Me too. And just such smooth strokes. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And a really smart player too. <laughs> Induction into the International Tennis Hall of Fame is the ultimate honor in tennis. University of Florida women's tennis alum, Lisa Raymond, is one of the nominees for the 2022 Hall of Fame class. And guess what? You can be a part of the election process. Fan voting opens October 15th. Make sure to cast your vote for this prestigious honor by visiting the Hall of Fame website at tennisfame.com. Now, back to the show. And not to dwell on the pandemic, but what I'm wondering is really how did that affect your tennis and, and your, your perspective on tennis? Oh, okay. So when everything happened, we were in Tampa with my team during a spring break. We were so excited to just be out there. It was so, it's always a, you know, exciting feeling to go on a spring break somewhere warm and cool. <laughs> so we went to Florida and it was March 8th. And like, we just started seeing the news about coronavirus, like taking over the United States. But we weren't worried at the, like, at the time because like, we didn't really know what was going on. I feel like nobody actually knew what was going on and what to expect in the future. But a couple days after, we played right after we finished our first match during spring break. Our coaches, they uh, came up to us and were like, hey guys, hey, this is over. They got their emails from our sport department that everything is shutting down because 
coronavirus and this is like the last match of this season. <laughs> I couldn't like process that because it's just something unbelievable, unreal, you know. Uh, Jamie, you gave us a break for two weeks. Uh, we didn't have any classes. And I thought, should I stay or should I go home because tennis is over? What should I do next? It was really like, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was calling my friends pretty much every hour asking, hey, what should I do? I was texting my friend, my Russian friends uh, all around the country. Uh, they're from playing for different schools in America. And I asked them, hey, what is your situation? What are you going to do? Let me know, like, if you hear anything, just because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so it was really stressful. And we flew to Tampa, but uh, we took a bus on the way back. It was a 19-hour drive. It was really exhausting. Well, I have so many questions, but what did you do for 19 hours? I mean, for most of the time, I tried to figure out my plan for the next two weeks or the next month. But then we, I mean... Of course, me and my teammates we were really upset, but we still tried to have fun on the bus. Because, like, when you and might not see each other again for this semester, for that semester, I mean. And that emptiness, that void that you talked about without tennis, what did you do to fill that? So after we came back from the from Tampa, I packed all my stuff and I went to one of my teammates' house uh, for two weeks. And we didn't have any school or anything, but uh, we had a chance to actually go out and play tennis sometimes on the outdoors courts. Otherwise, I was just, I don't know, I was just watching TV or that's it. I couldn't really do anything else. But when I finally had a chance to go home, I flew home on March 25th. I had to quarantine myself for two weeks. And then classes started and all my focus was just being on doing good on those classes because that's the only thing I had to do at the time. Because I was just sitting home. I was sitting home for two months. I couldn't even leave my apartment in Moscow. <laughs> I was really, like, looking back, thinking about those times makes me feel really sad and just, I don't know, not a fun experience at all. <laughs> for sure. And now that you are coming back to tennis and hopefully having a semi-normal fall season, could you just talk about what that means to you? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, just talking about a little bit about my uh, last fall semester, I came back to Jamie a little bit later because I had some visa problems. I had to fix them. I came in October, so I'm, I missed like a month and a half. But we didn't travel, we didn't play any tournaments, we were just practicing. And I was I was really upset because we had a lot of restrictions. We had to wear masks, we had to be tested every like two days, three times a week. And we couldn't really hang out with each other. No small, no big gatherings, nothing. I was really sad and just even, I would say, depressing not to see anyone. Just stay in your room, study, and that's it. But now looking forward, like, playing uh, this fall tournament, I'm so excited to go in there and play, finally. Because I just love uh, traveling so much, just spend time with my teammates and coaches. This is so much fun. So I'm really excited, looking forward for it. <laughs> and how did you maintain your mental health? during both the transition to college and the transition back to college after, obviously, what happened the past year? Well, uh, before coming to college, I I was open to new experiences and everything. But at the same time, I lived with my parents and we were really close. Me and my family were so close and leaving them for four months, for a year, I just, I could not even think about that. And I was, of course, I was so sad. It was... I remember my freshman year leaving. I was supposed to leave on August 22nd. And it's it's still, it's the worst feeling right now, even like until now. It's the last weeks before your departure to uh, another country. 
I just hate those times. It's just like the saddest time you could ever, I don't know, experience. But I told myself, I was 18, I told myself, hey, this is a new country, new experience, just go for it. No regrets. You have to make it. You always, as I always been dreaming about coming to America, so uh, I knew what I was going for. And now after pandemic, I just, uh, I'm really thankful that we're able to go out and do stuff again. So I guess I just, I tell myself everything, everything happens for a reason. So I'm just really thankful. We're back to kind of normal, even though we're still not in a normal, we're not living a normal life yet, but I hope we're getting there. <laughs> well, I agree with, with the part about gratitude. And could you talk about how your coaches have really handled both, you know, the team culture during the pandemic, but also before? Yeah. Uh, so our coach, Shelly Jadon, she's really... Uh, Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. We always talk about our uh, dynamic as family. She wants us to be really close. Even though she always tells us, you don't have to be friends with everyone, but please be open, be respectful to each other. If you see someone struggling, go out and help them. Because this is the part of being a good teammate. And it's going to help you at the end of the day, on the court, outside the court. Uh, if you have some life uh, issues, problems, you, you can always talk to them. They're going to be with you, for you. Uh, so yeah, this has really helped us. And during the pandemic, we just, we were so close actually with my teammates. We would FaceTime once a week or two times a week. It was so nice seeing them, talking to them. <laughs> I remember we were all so bored. I'm so glad I'm on the team and we're actually, we're so close with each other. So I'm just happy being on the team. <laughs> and so heading into the fall season, what are your goals? I mean, it's hard to say for the fall because it kind of is coming back. You know, we have a completely new team and we just we want to practice this fall to maybe try new uh, doubles teams, for example, and just find our rhythm, try to find our game again. Um, yeah, I mean, individual goals, they're always kind of different from team goals, but still try enjoy my time uh, on tennis court, play my best game, try to find it and just try to be happy on the tennis court because you know it's not always that easy to be like you know control your emotions <laughs> so yeah this is just for the fall semester though fall semester and spring semester they are completely different in the fall we have fun in the spring we fight for the new title <laughs> so right and talking about coming off last season when you won the CAA title yeah. as a team how does it feel heading into this spring oh it's great, actually. I mean, we still have uh, a goal to win the third CA title, of course. Uh, we have a couple of new players. I mean, hopefully they know what to expect from, from our team <laughs> and our expectations. But we'll do great, I believe that. And I've always wondered, because this is not relatable in my own life, mm -hmm. but is it actually a ring when you win the title? Yeah, we're getting the second ring this October, yeah. <laughs> and you wear it? On your finger? Yeah. So you have to choose which finger you want to wear it on. And then they uh, find your size and then you wear it. That is so cool. Do you wear it or are you scared? I mean, sometimes I do wear it when I'm with my teammates. And if I want to, you know, a little bit to show off or something. I don't really wear it, though. I, I'm really I'm scared I'm going to lose it. <laughs> it's such a small thing. It just can like fall off your finger and never find it again. So I just wear it for special occasions. <laughs> well, you have clearly, according to your coach, and I see from talking to you as well, you have been such an important part of the team, but also are stepping into this leadership role this year. And so how is that going to be for you? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, I knew this moment will come for me because I remember being freshman and sophomore. I was really quiet and shy because, I, as I said before, as I mentioned before, it's different being on the team with other players, uh, other teammates who you have to support all the time because it's not only about you, it's about other people too. And now I feel like I have learned a lot. I have grown as a player, as a person on tennis court, and I know what my team and what my coach is expecting from me this year. Uh, so I think it's actually time to step up for me and being actual one of the leaders on my team. <laughs> I'm excited. And as we look to wrap up here, I'm wondering, do you think you've improved during college? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I've been asking this question a lot. And maybe I think I improved more mentally because tennis is a really mental game. And sometimes even if you're losing, if you lost first set 6-1 or 6-0 and you're still losing the second set, you still can make a comeback. It's just everything is in here, in your head. Uh, so I guess uh, my mental part is really has improved. Could you really share what it means to you to to kind of think about perhaps one day moving on from tennis? Yeah, well, of course, I, st I still think about it every day, yeah, but... I don't know, looking at all my friends who I've been growing up with playing the same uh, tournaments and they already retired from tennis and they are doing their own thing, not related to tennis even. And I look at them and I ask them, hey, do you miss those times when we were traveling around the world like together playing those tournaments, spend so much time together? It's like, yeah, of course I miss that. But, you know, tennis has given me so many problems, so many injuries and just so many, you know, hard things to deal with. I was like, yeah, I understand, but if you would want to turn back time, would you do it? They're like, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'm thinking about my future. I, Of course, it's going to be sad to leave tennis, retire from it one day, but I'm really excited to see what's ahead of my of me after college, and I'm pretty sure like life's going to go on. Like I'm not going to be really ups like upset or, I don't know, unhappy for the rest of my life not playing tennis. So do you have anything else to add at this point or really anything that you want to highlight about your experience? Uh, I don't know. Just I was going to say go Dukes. <laughs> My name is Daria Afanasieva and I'm on the rise. This has been an episode of On the Rise, a tennis channel podcast in partnership with Behind the Racket and produced by Molly Scholson. Join us next time to continue our conversation about women's college tennis. This is Perry Shinen, on the rise.